Welcome back to the Meet St. Louis podcast, the show where we take you behind the scenes of your favorite restaurants, breweries, and small businesses, introducing you to the people who are making St. Louis a great place to live. I'm your host, Alexis Zodos with KMOV. You know, St. Louis is the hometown for a lot of celebrities. John Hamm, John Goodman, Ellie Kemper, really quite a few members of the Office cast. And this week, we are chatting with one of the fastest rising stars, Taylor Louderman, who is currently playing Regina George in Broadway's Mean Girls. It was a joy to speak to her about her roots here in the St. Louis area and how our local theater scene is helping her make it not only on Broadway, but very soon Hollywood. She is from Bourbon, Missouri, which is about an hour outside of St. Louis, but really owes where she is now to so much of our local theater scene, from stages to the Muni. And she's bringing her song and dance back to St. Louis, first for a big show, a big benefit coming up in the next few weeks to support local theater. And then this summer, where she's going to take the Muni stage again in a production of Kinky Boots. We talk a lot about how she got where she is now, including landing that role of Regina George in Mean Girls, she also tells us what Tina Fey did to help ease her nerves at her audition. It's a great interview. We hope you enjoy it. So let's get right to it and let's meet Taylor. Thanks so much for joining us. Oh my gosh, thanks for having me. Of course. So you're a Missouri girl, lived in and raised in Bourbon, Missouri, but now you're living pretty much, I imagine, the dream life that you always hoped for? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. um, That's a simple way of putting it, I suppose. Yes. (laughs) I am working hard, though. It is not um, easy breezy as I maybe imagined when I was a young girl. Dreaming this up. (laughs) Do you still have those pinch me moments like this? This is my life? I do. I definitely do. Um, I try to be as grateful as as possible. I think that it's uh, important to do so no matter what, no matter where you are, no matter what you do. Um, but yes, I mean, I, I don't think the, you know, the 10 year old, the 15 year old version of me ever imagined this would happen. So, um, when it's was incredible. <laughs> when was the first time you sort of fell in love with acting? Well, um, I know I definitely enjoyed my first experience on stage which was Annie at, at Ozark Actors Theater in Rolla, Missouri. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was probably too young to really understand what was happening. I was 10. Uh, but I do, I, I vividly remember my first show at the Muni Ooh. in St. Louis. What was your first show I, at the Muni? <laughs> it was Aida. Um, and I was like, I was one of the teens in the ensemble. And at the time, the teens were only in maybe 30 seconds of the show. (laughs) Um, But it was just a really powerful experience for me because I got to watch these Broadway stars working. You know, they would come in from from New York to to play the leads of the shows. And then Mm -hmm. the teens would sort of supply any ensemble work that, you know, wasn't already covered and I just remember being in rehearsal on the west platform and it's outside Mm -hmm. and it was a beautiful day and we were doing sort of the act one finale it was this big number where we're all rallying around our hero of the show and it started pouring down Mm -hmm. rain 
for any St. Louis, and I'm sure they can they can have a memory of the rain coming into the Muni. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. And normally, you know, it's a bad omen, but um, at rehearsal this day, it, it was it made it cool. You know, it cooled off very hot, but it's usually very hot. But there was just a magic um, that I think just swiped through everybody on that platform that I, it just hit me like a ton of bricks. Like, oh, my goodness, this is so powerful. And this is what I live for now, you know. And then, and then to bring that on stage and share it with a huge audience that I can see at least for half the show. Uh, <laughs> That was sort of when I was like, oh my gosh, this is bigger than me. This is something I want to contribute to for the rest of my life. Absolutely. Um, Do you remember your audition for the Muni? Well, I had auditioned for the Muni for a few years Mm -hmm. before I made it. Because it's a tough audition. I remember doing it once as a kid or a young teen. And there's so many people. So many people, so many, and you only get to sing eight bars of a song, which is the equivalent of maybe four seconds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it was it was gruesome. Uh, and I remember the year I finally made it, my mom picked me up from school and had a little like flyer for me, like third time's a charm. <laughs> we just thought, oh my gosh, it finally happened. That's amazing. So I want to kind of backtrack to that first play that you did. You said you were in Annie at um, the Ozark Actors Theater, which is sort of what got us talking today because you're kind of coming full circle and giving back to that theater where you first got your start, right? Yes, yes. Um, Well, first talk to me about the theater itself. Yes. So it's a it's this very small professional theater in Rolla, Missouri. Um, and we're really just trying to get it to a place where it can serve the community a little bit better. Um, and, and part of that and where I come in is uh, the education realm. Um, the theater's been around for, oh gosh, I don't know when it first opened, but years. And it's had its ups and downs. Um, but it's really one of the only professional theaters in central Missouri, next to the Lyceum Theater. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in, in these in these rural areas that I think really took, took a hard hit when the economy mm-hmm. um, fell, it's just the arts are... I think underfunded and undersupported, and as a result of that, people aren't able to see their impact or appreciate mm-hmm. what they can do. You know, especially for kids. And um, I just have found that storytelling in any capacity, you know, whether it's musical theater or art or um, whatever it may be, uh, is a really powerful tool for for a community to come together um, to give kids empathy you know, telling other people's stories mm-hmm. and, and how they can relate and, and stuff like that. So um, I've sort of made it my mission lately to, to support um, uh, arts education for, for young people. Um, I was lucky enough to have parents who were really excited about um, my theater education. Mm-hmm. And so they, they would drive me an hour into St. Louis. So, so Rolla is 30 minutes from my hometown, one okay. direction. And then St. Louis is an hour, the other. And my parents, they had five kids. I was the oldest and they still drove me uh, to wow. gosh, so many rehearsals over the years. 
Um, because you and, didn't really, because that was the closest opportunity you really had. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and in, in my high school, it was cool to do theater. <laughs> Um, but it was cool to go to CBC and do the all boys, um, theater. Uh, (laughs) Um, so I did. And, and I, I also trained at uh, stages Mm -hmm. Academy, um, and, and did, and did muni teens and took voice lessons and acting lessons and all of that in, in St. Louis. Now, our interview with Taylor was over the phone, us here in St. Louis, her up in New York, chatting with us between rehearsals. So there were a few moments where our audio cut out, but we're going to jump right back into the conversation where she's telling us why she feels it's so important for kids to get involved with theater. Well, I think it also teaches people so many skills that they don't realize how important they are to have in the rest of your life. Yeah, as you said, even if you don't do theater, the ability to go up on stage and perform is a skill that can benefit you in so many ways. Oh my gosh, yes. And I mean, I I know so many people are afraid of getting up there and and performing in front of a live audience. I am too. (laughs) I definitely Do you still get nervous? What? Do you still still get get nervous? nervous? Yes. I do. (laughs) Yeah, some days more than others, but... um, are there certain can't tell you. moments that make you more nervous than others? Is it knowing someone's in the audience or? Yeah, it's it's always changing. Like, yes, if somebody's in the audience, for sure. But like one week, it could be the fact that I'm standing on a moving table. The mm. next week, it could be a high note that I'm worried about hitting. The next week, it could be like, oh, maybe my brain won't remember my lines. You know, it's <laughs> that our brains create these problems, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but I think that, you know, g- I'm, I get to be so proud of myself at the end of the day that I conquered that fear. And that is so empowering. Absolutely. Um, and, and that's what I feel like kids these days uh, really need to walk away feeling. They need to feel rewarded for um, tackling those fears and, and really connecting with others. And to ensure that all children and teens get the opportunity she had, she is hosting a benefit called The Power of Theater at the Sheldon Concert Hall on May 20th along with a slew of great performers. It's all going to help the Ozark Actors Theater, which is another example of the importance of local theater. It's the place where she got her start at age 10. Um, it's enriching, you know, the, the entire community and, and bringing people together. So, Absolutely. Uh, so I, the be- I really think it could be a, a really amazing thing for both St. Louis and, and the rural areas. And I'm so excited and it's a lot of work. And you're bringing, <laughs> absolutely, I'm sure. And also planning from New York and you're bringing together yeah. quite a fun, um, guest yes. list for the benefit. Yes. So tell us about that. Yes. Um, well, it's so fun to bring back um, friends and mentors of mine. Uh, Lara Teeter, who is, um, gosh, he's kind of, he kind of does everything now. He helps with variety. Do you know about uh, mm-hmm. variety? Uh, the Absolutely. But tell, yeah. tell people about that. Okay. Um, oh, tell you more about that. Is that what yeah, you just said? Yeah, tell her. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, cut out for a second. Oh, that's okay. Yes. Um, <clears throat> variety is a... Oh, I don't want to misquote this, but it's a it's a theater company that is sort of all inclusive. You know, they don't um, turn away kids with disabilities. Mm-hmm. So um, it's a it's a really a really amazing. Uh, it's a nationwide um, effort. That, That's right. And that yeah. does a lot of good uh, for mm-hmm. those interested in theater all across our country. 
That's right. Yeah. And they produce really amazing shows. Mm -hmm. Um, And so so we have a a few kids from that coming in to perform a number. And and Lara Teeter will perform a number. He also teaches at Webster University and um, does a a lot of shows throughout St. Louis. And his daughter is about to be in a big New York show. Oh, wonderful. The Life of Bees or something like that. That might not be the right title. But anyway. Um, yeah, so he's raising a whole family of performers. Um, <laughs> and then another another town favorite is Ben Nordstrom, who uh, I've worked with a lot when I was a kid there, and he taught me at stages. Um, Steve Isom is another one. Uh, and then a bunch of my um, friends growing up that we did theater together that mm-hmm. we just really created a, a special bond Um uh, Spencer Milford, who's been on Broadway, and um, Nick Oliveri, who was a Muni teen with me, and then a friend from New York as well, Casey Gasparini. So um, it's just a really great group of people. And, um, oh, the ACTT kids are going to perform as well. That's Arch City Theater Troupe. Oh, wow. They raise money for type 1 diabetes, um, but also give an opportunity for you know kids to perform um as sort of principal roles you know a lot of times especially at the muni the kids and teens are in the background Mm -hmm. um but it's good for them to have experiences being the center right right (laughs) it sounds like it's going to be a really fun night of just great musical theater yeah that's my goal and each performer is um picking a song that is near and dear to their heart and their journey in um, sort of theater education. I said, I want everybody to just sing a song that inspired them and just give us a 30 second blurb on why or how. Mm-hmm. I just really want everyone to understand why we're there and what we're celebrating and, and the power of theater. Absolutely. And it is on, uh, you said May 20th, right? May 20th, yes, at the Sheldon Concert Hall. We're very excited. We have a a brief VIP beforehand, um, just cocktails, um, chatting, and and, a silent auction. Um, We've got some some items from Tina Fey and John Hamm and... um, Another St. Louis son. (laughs) That's right. That's right. and is it Ellie Kemper? Am uh-huh. I saying that right? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, some some tickets here in New York, and then some other items that come from, you know, the the trek of I forty four all the way out to Raleigh. Wonderful. So, uh, really well, tying in. Yeah. We'll definitely be sure to to help people, uh, let people know how they can get tickets and and put a link here in our podcast. Um, you know, you just listed obviously a, a course some of our favorite St. Louis actors who've gone on to do great things. We have yeah. so many people who have clearly benefited from our St. Louis theater scene. When yeah. you do get a chance to come back home, are you impressed with how much the theater experience has grown in St. Louis, the number of different opportunities there are for actors here? Oh my gosh, absolutely. Uh, I'm so proud to be from St. Louis. And I feel like I have such a strong network of people here in the city or back home or, or really all over the mm-hmm. country uh, of fellow um, theater <laughs> actors like me. Um, and and I'm excited about where it's going. I really uh, love the way Mike Isaacson has taken the Muni and just uh, it's just growing tremendously. And I think it's, it's really um 
I, I just think doing kind of what I hope to do with those Arc Actors Theater, just giving back to the community and mm-hmm. then the community gives back. It's just a cycle. And that's um, a beautiful way of, of uh, I, I think, growing a culture, a strong knit uh, culture and community and Absolutely. that's what makes you know a wonderful society so <laughs> <laughs> well and the muni is just such a treasure in itself I mean we are so it lucky is. to have that in our backyard and you are actually making another appearance at the muni this summer kind of talk to us about yes! um, what you can tell <laughs> us about you making a return to the muni stage this summer Yes. Well, I when I was asked to stay on at Mean Girls, I said, I'll stay, but you have to let me go to do this show at the Muni. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's my hometown. My grandma can come see me. Um, and then it's a show that's uh, that I'm very passionate about called Kinky Boots. Um, it's the regional premiere of Kinky Boots, actually, because it just closed on Broadway. So now we're allowed to take it around the country. Wonderful. Um, yeah. And I am also really Really excited because I get to learn about directing this time. Um, I, I can't wait to to try to um, transition into to more things. Are like you that. excited and, about that new challenge of, of finding yes, something new? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, and it's the director that I worked with here on Broadway as well. So some familiar faces, um, sort of a reunion of sorts, and uh, just a story I can't wait to to tell in my hometown, really. I get to play a very different character than my Regina George <laughs> one now. Uh, sort of a quirky, goofy girl. Absolutely. And, uh, and I love that. <laughs> well, I'd love to talk a little bit about Mean Girls. Um, yeah. You know, what was it? Like, can you walk us back to before you took the stage for Mean Girls and how that played out, how that opportunity came to be? Well, a typical Broadway show takes about five years before it ends up in a Broadway theater. So uh, we had several different uh, experiences with the show. It's sort of in a rehearsal room, just reading it around a table, and then in a rehearsal room on our feet, and then in a big, big rehearsal room with potential investors around. So Mm -hmm. my journey with Mean Girls um, has been, I think about two years now, um, sort of developing it. not knowing necessarily whether it would end up on Broadway, but given who was attached to it, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Tina Fey writing it, her husband Jeff Richman doing the, the music, and Nell Benjamin, who did Legally Blonde, the lyricist, um, not to mention Lauren Michaels as a producer, he, he does SNL. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we kind of all thought. There were some oh big gosh, names this- attached. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so, so um, I think, you know, the moment I went into audition for it, I, I remember Tina Fey was behind the table and I think my legs were shaking as I walked in the room. Um, but as soon as she laughed at something I did, I, I relaxed and thought, okay, okay, I've got this. You can do this, right. <laughs> um, and, and from that point on, I think it was just a dream come true in the sense that it was a real collaboration. Um, not once did she put pressure on me to copy what Rachel McAdams did mm. in the movie. Mm-hmm. And she really just ran with what we all brought to the table. Um, and that that is just so special. I Was think, that a too. tough moment, kind of trying to find your own Regina George after yes. 
probably oh, seen yeah. that movie many times. <laughs> of course, of course. And and also, you know, if you're going to theatricalize these moments, they have to suddenly, the stakes have to be a little bit higher. Like <laughs> if Regina gets mad at somebody on, on stage, she needs to, she, you can't just see it in her face, right? Mm-hmm. She has to get louder and bigger. And, and so it was sort of finding that happy medium because what works so well in the, in the film are these subtleties. Mm-hmm. But you can't, you can't do that with, with on stage, you know, in order to reach the back of the house, especially not at the Muni where you have to literally wave when you're talking. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so, so it was definitely a trial and error with that. And, and that's what is so beautiful about uh, having an out-of-town process. Uh, so typically for a Broadway show, before we come to New York, we'll go out of town uh, to various cities, Chicago, Seattle. We went to Washington, D.C. Mm. And you just, you work out your kinks. And mm-hmm. it's just a safer place to try things. And, and that you did. And, you know, I, I, I remember getting critiqued on the voice I gave Regina. I gave her sort of like a, a soft voice. And I thought, okay, that's not working. I'll mm-hmm. try something new. And so then I would bounce back and forth between things until I felt like I was in the pocket. And, and so to be able to be supported by, you know, someone like Tina and Lauren, um, in finding that mm-hmm. was amazing. I don't know that I would have, you know, had there been all this this pressure. So it was really an amazing experience in that regard. Yes, of course, I'm playing this iconic role, but but then to be able to be creative with and it. And kind of make her your um, own. Yeah, you don't get that. And uh, you've, you guys often. have had such success with it. It has been so well received, um, you know, nominated and things like that. Um, yeah. <laughs> as, as someone who's been dreaming about this for so long, you know, we kind of go back to those idea, those pinch me moments. Have there been <laughs> moments that are the most special for you in your time throughout this play? <laughs> yes. Um, it's so funny because it, it's a delicate balance of if I allow this experience to be what the 10 year old version of me mm-hmm. sees it as, um, it can be overwhelming actually. And, and, um, and it, it can get in my way, you know, mm-hmm. and that so it, it's, yeah. And so it's a balance of finding those moments of gratitude, um, but also just seeing it as like, nope, I'm just storytelling here mm-hmm. and, and, and doing what I've been training to do for so long. So, uh, but, but definitely there are, there are moments, especially after we opened, I, I kind of allowed myself to just sit there. And, and when I, and I, when I got the Tony nomination, mm-hmm. I remember, I remember just, on the phone with my mom we were facetiming just crying and that was sort of a moment where i was able to go whoa look at what look at where i am and 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 look at all of the people that helped me get here you know i, I definitely didn't do it all by myself well you've mentioned your parents several times i mean how important yeah. is that support from your family for what you've been able to do yeah it's oh my gosh it's i just wouldn't i wouldn't be here without it and and not just them it, it's my whole community, really. I mean, Lara Teeter played a huge, huge part in this. I, re- I remember um, my my high school English and, and soccer coach supporting me. You know, like <laughs> just just sort of support from all over, and and that's where I feel like there is there is uh, room for growth in these in these rural areas mm-hmm. uh, for expectations. You Absolutely. know, Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So. And you got some training. Um, obviously throughout growing up here. And then where did you, did you go to school for theater as well for college? I did. I went to the University of Michigan for musical theater. Yeah. And a a part of that was uh, meeting all of these 
um, college students at the Muni mm-hmm. who were who were in the ensemble and kind of hearing from them and where their favorite schools were and stuff like that. So, you know, it's just so funny. It really does take a village. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, So you mentioned you hope to do some directing, that that's another goal. What else is next for you? What are are some big plans that you can talk to us about, about what your hopes are for the future? Well, I just shot a pilot in LA. How was Um, that? Yeah, it was another (laughs) pinch me moment. Um, a, a, a pilot, for those who don't know, is basically the first episode of a television series. But um, there is a season for it's called pilot season when a lot of pilots are made, but only a select few are aired. Mm-hmm. So the, this pilot I just shot, we won't know for a few more weeks whether or not it will um, be picked up for a season. How cool! But, um, but that was definitely a moment of like, oh my gosh, this is incredible! And it was a it was a multicam, which means it was a live audience in front of a live audience. Um, Did that make it? So I sort of got to merge television and theater in, in that regard. And, Did that make uh, it a little yeah. bit more comfortable for you? Because it yes. felt a little bit yeah. more like what you're used to. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh, yes. And it was a comedy too, which made it uh, just so much fun. Ken Jung, who's in The Hangover, mm-hmm. and Dr. Canada. Uh, he he was in it with me, and boy, he just he just made it such a fun experience, just <laughs> laughing all of the time. Um, so so that's something I'm I'm excited about, uh, and we'll and we'll just see. You know, it's so funny. My life kind of goes on hold until that is decided. Right. I guess you can't really plan or or see what's next no. until you kind of find out about that opportunity. That's right. Yeah. Um, and then I just shot a a series called The Loudest Voice, which will be on Showtime with uh, Russell Crowe and Sienna Miller. It's about the Roger Ailes um, debacle with, yeah. with Fox News. So, um, yeah, we'll see how that turns out. It is interesting with um, television and film. I don't get to be the editor like I do on, on the stage. You know, that I don't know which take in, they will pick. That's an and, interesting way to say it. I hadn't thought yeah. about it like that. You you have less control than when it's just you on that stage, you know, yeah. belting it out to an audience. Yeah, it, yeah, it's true. They say that the that theater is for the actor, television is for the writer, and film is for the director. And I am finally getting a taste of, of all of that, which is cool. <laughs> um, any advice for uh, your 10-year-old self or the other 10-year-olds that are out there, um, whether it's in your hometown, whether it's here in St. Louis, um, that see you and say, that is something I want to do? <laughs> yeah. Well, one thing I always lived by was luck is when preparation meets opportunity. Uh, so much of this career is based on luck, but I do think if you're prepared, uh, when that opportunity comes, you'll, you'll get lucky. Um, and, and it takes a lot of hard work because there are more actors than there are jobs. So you have Absolutely. to work harder than everybody else. And, um, I think emotional and social intelligence can go a long way no matter what field you are in, but um, connections and networking and, and having a good reputation and being a kind person go a long way. Absolutely. When you mentioned that moment of opportunity and that's exactly mm-hmm. what you're hoping to do here in our area yeah. is, is grant a little bit more of that opportunity for some people that's out right. in the more rural areas. That's right. Wonderful. Yes. <laughs> Well, Taylor, thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate you taking your time to chat with us. 
Oh my gosh, I appreciate you doing this. Thank you so much. We hope you enjoyed this episode chatting with Taylor Louderman. She's got a lot of stuff coming up. She is making St. Louis proud, and we're excited to see her on stage at both her benefit as well as the Muni this summer. We have got a lot of great episodes on the Meet St. Louis podcast coming up. We hope you'll subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast, as well as leave us a review. Give us a rating. It helps others discover the Meet St. Louis podcast and the people that are doing amazing things in our city. This episode was produced and edited by JJ Bailey.